This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward. Shane, let's talk about the launch of your daughter and her first time buying car insurance. My children love the fact that I publicly talk about them on a podcast. And so we are at that time of life and time of life stuff is what gets our energy and certainly is the center of our discussion. And my oldest daughter has been launching into adulthood over the last year. And it's been kind of a process and and it's my fault. I've just a dad with two daughters and being a girl dad, you just maybe take an extra step or two of protection and just kind of making sure they're okay. I just think back to me and when I went off to college, it was like pack my truck and I don't even think mom come out in the driveway. I think she gave me a little hug and said, all right, be careful. Call us when you get there. And I drove off seven hours to school at Oklahoma State. That's not how it happens today. I was thinking if my parents drove to Hattiesburg and stayed two extra nights at a hotel just in case something happened. Yeah, no, that didn't happen with me. I think it's the boy thing versus the girl thing. And maybe it's just a different time. But we tend to kind of think that we're really, really important as parents in terms of the launch. Yet, if we raised our children right to a point that they're seeking that independence, they're ready and they're resilient and they're smarter than we think they are and they listen more than we think they do. We're talking about the daughter that left on a plane with a friend, two educated Texas A&M graduates flew off in the fall of 2021 to Madrid, Spain with no place to live. Not speaking Spanish. And my wife and I look at each other and like, as we're dropping them off and we're kind of like, oh my gosh, will we ever see her again? <laughs> you know, kind of thoughts running through your brain. And she's just bebopping along like, okay, I'll FaceTime y'all. And they made it and they found housing, worked as teachers, teaching English to the Spaniard children. And life was great. And, and, and we just don't necessarily give our kids enough credit. I bring up Hannah because a new study came out at the end of May talking about what young consumers want from insurance. And it's so different than what we've been told within the industry. It's completely different and shocking, I would say. I like the first time I read this article, which is from Insurance Journal, and it's extremely reputable journalist. Well, I mean, it's by Andrea Wells, who had the intelligence to interview you. Yeah, in many moons ago, many moons ago, very good information, very reputable source. And it's just shocking some of these findings about young consumers and the trust that they feel towards the insurance industry, towards insurance companies, which is not at all the way we portray them in the marketplace. It's just kind of one of those elements that you hear one thing, something is portrayed to you over time, you start to kind of buy into it, and then you actually talk to people or the young adults as a source and they give you a completely different answer, which is kind of my experience with Hannah. That's really my experience through this launch process. And the interesting thing, and I will say this, if you are a parent of a young, regardless of age, you know, they're still in your house down to toddler up to high school student. If you are the parent of a strong-willed child, please do not give up. Please embrace it because they are going to be incredible adults. And I read that because 
our oldest is extremely strong-willed and was strong-willed as a child. And we kept hearing it's going to benefit her. It's going to pay off. And it's incredible to see that sort of manifest and really come to fruition because that strong-willed nature was what made her just hop on a plane and fly to Madrid and establish herself in an entirely new country. That doesn't just happen. I think with strong-willed children, that dynamic somewhat stays there for forever, too. Last night, I had a young lady that I have mentored since she was about seven years old, who is now a research physician at UCLA, and she and her husband flew in to the Gulf Coast last night and had them over for dinner with the husband's parents who live here as well. And he is an IT technical super genius, right? So we have this research physician and an IT super genius at the dining table with his parents. And, you know, his parents just really didn't think they were smart enough to get on a plane from Los Angeles to Pensacola. And so I find it so interesting that this younger generation of kids, and even though they're extremely smart in great jobs, living their own life, sometimes parents still don't think that they're capable of doing what they need to be doing. I think that is part of this idea that we think we're more important than we really are. And we need to kind of take a step back a little bit. I kind of find myself there at times with a 23-year-old and a 19-year-old, very independent children, which I'm so grateful for. And it's one of those things where I have to check myself at the door sometimes as my oldest daughter has launched out into her own insurance policy. I've also had a couple of friends, ironically, that the same kind of thing has been going on with them. It's really expensive. I'm sure it was really expensive when I was 22, launching into adulthood, moving away from my parents' insurance policies and other things, and my wife and I making our life, you know, separating away from our parents. All of these are good things. And I'm sure it was expensive back then. It just feels really, really expensive from the parenting seat right now to the point that I've had conversations with friends. It's like, man, I don't know how they're going to do it. (laughs) We start questioning. And I think that's rooted at the, we think we need to stay involved. We think we're too important to this process that they are not capable of doing this. But guess what? They are capable. I'm going to post this article on all of the IA Forward social media. So you'll be able to, to go to the sites and find it there. But the name of the survey is Perceptions of Younger Generations on Risk and Insurance. And one of the things that I found so interesting about it is that it talked about that between 60 and 80 percent of younger consumers are concerned about financial risks and insurable risks, things like car accidents, damage to property, damage to their to their residents. And 60 to 80 percent is a lot. You read and you see across various media media outlets that these young consumers are aloof, that they are not concerned about things they should be concerned about. It's wrong. This survey says the complete opposite of that. 
They are concerned. And the running joke in our household, to pick on my girls for a second, both of my girls don't have a lot of experience with checks. The idea of how to write a check, yes, that's been taught, but they don't do it. And so they forget. Or when they receive a check from someone, they think it's a scam. Well, if Hannah, if Hannah got Safeco insurance, make sure she knows that that bonus check that she gets every once in a while is a real thing. That's a real thing, right? Don't dismiss it as a scam. That's the world that they grew up in. Checks are marketing gimmicks. You kind of think about that and yet they want to make sure that they have proper coverage. They want to make sure that they do not have gaps in their home insurance, in their auto insurance, and that they're trusting. That's another thing in the survey is that they're much more trusting than we've given them credit for. One of the stats in the survey talked about that 79% of younger consumers are concerned about being in a car accident that results in significant repair or medical costs. That's a big number. So if you're thinking that our millennials are the Tide Pod generation, they're not. Millennials are now in their 30s and early 40s. They're having children. They're building homes. They're buying homes. They're buying cars. They're extremely successful at this point. When somebody says, you know, 20 years ago, it's not 1982. It's 2002. We need to understand because that's the kind of running meme or joke on social media for folks like me. The amplification of social media allowed for a handful of really stupid people to scar an entire generation and label an entire generation. And it's just not true. That's what is so shocking when you read this article. We've kind of been lied to, so to speak. I don't want to get down this conspiracy theory rabbit hole today, but we've been told by social media, by regular media outlets, how Gen Z and millennials and how they're not thinking right or they don't have the same values or they don't have this or that. And what we're allowing is we're allowing that extremely narrow minority scenario to whitewash and label an entire generation or two. And that just isn't accurate. And I think that we've been told this in the agency system that we had to do certain things and we had to move a certain direction because these young consumers were going to buy in a different way. Well, guess who was telling us that? The direct channel people, the Geico's of the world, the direct channels were the ones putting out this stuff. It's sort of misinformation campaign, if you think about it, when you read this article. If this information is accurate. The sample size was a thousand responses. Ages 21 to 42. Great sample size. It's not ages 16 to 20. These are young professionals. Those are our millennials. Yeah. We were at a cocktail party with some friends a few months ago, and I made a comment to a guy about being a millennial. And he's like, I'm not a millennial. And I'm like, yeah, you are. And he, and he, I mean, he was like, no, I'm not. And I'm like, look it up. He was just mortified that he was a millennial because of his perception of what a millennial is. And he was mortified by the fact that that was the representation of, of his generation. One of the things in this survey that I thought was fascinating, and you talk about this all the time, is that people don't like to buy insurance because it's a mandate. And in this particular survey, it talked about 
how 47% of respondents thought they needed to buy home insurance as opposed to the 27% who said they had to buy it. And that's huge in and of itself. To me, that tells me that our millennials and our Gen Zs actually understand that the necessity of this is so far beyond the mandate, which is something that Gen Xers and definitely boomers don't get. It's obviously something that, and I don't know if the consumer base is aging out, so to speak, they're not being influenced by the aggravated generation. The people who are mad at the insurance industry because they've paid all this premium all these years. Rates keep going up. They've never had a claim. You know those people. You have them as customers. And all they do is completely gripe and complain about insurance all the time. At the same time that they went and just bought a $100,000 bass boat behind a $100,000 four-wheel drive, four-door King Ranch F-250 Ford pick up, but they're complaining about the insurance prices. You're watching my neighborhood's Facebook group, aren't you? It's everywhere. But here's the thing. This is my theory on that. These are the same people that I had to encourage my oldest, who is an educator, a teacher, loves it. From the time she was 15 until she basically graduated from college, every single conversation with a 20 plus year teacher resulted in, oh, honey, please go do something else. You don't want to teach. And I used to get so frustrated and so mad. I even offended a few because I happened to hear a couple of times this directly myself. How dare you tell this young person who has a dream to do what you do? How dare you be that bitter? And if you're that bitter and that unhappy, then quit because the kids deserve better than you. Because that's the point. What they're doing is the equivalent of me running around going, you know what? Don't ever consider the insurance industry. It's a horrible industry. You would be crazy to get in the industry. Have you ever heard me say that in my life? Oh, no. I can't imagine you saying that. But I I will tell you, even when I wanted to be a teacher in high school, I wanted to be an English and history teacher. And my parents basically flat out said, we're not going to pay for you to go to college to be a teacher. I don't understand where being happy and loving what you do is wrong. We put so much emphasis in the boomer generation in earning power and what you could make. And maybe it's because of the world they grew up in. It always came down to how much money you can make. And if you can't make money at that, then you shouldn't go get a degree or you shouldn't go become educated about getting into anything that isn't going to make you a gazillion dollars. If you wanted to do something like education, if you wanted to do something like ministry or something that isn't a natural higher end earning occupation, then you were highly discouraged, almost eliminated the thought from your brain. I think that's a tragedy. One of the interesting things to me about the insurance industry is as teachers experience being an educator in schools today, there's a whole lot of them that are joining the independent agency channel. And they're really good at it. 
We love educators. Before you become a bitter educator, before you hate your job, check out the insurance industry because the insurance industry has found a lot of success in hiring former teachers. Teachers are highly organized. They're generally very good communicators. All of these are incredible attributes for the insurance industry. And I hear that from insurance carrier reps. We love to hire teachers. I think it's really important. It's too important for our future, for the kids, for people to be in occupations that they're miserable with. I would just not want to spend my life being miserable in my occupation. So anyway, are we talking about launching or are we talking about teachers and what what are we talking about? I'm not quite sure what we're talking about, but I will say I am grateful to my parents that they sent me on the path that I was on and I was able to teach dancing and have a dance studio. And so I still had the opportunity to teach and impact others while going on a different path that wasn't a full-time educator. So I I am grateful that they helped me through that because it put me where I am today. But back to our launching and back to our survey, one of the things in the survey that I found fascinating was that it talks about that these younger consumers actually trust insurance companies. So as an agency owner or as a producer, I would think that that would open an opportunity to actually sell them the coverage that they need with that explanation of this is why you need it. And we have proof of that because when Shane's daughter bought her insurance, Shane couldn't figure out if Kristen sold her our standard or Kristen just sold her everything that she could possibly think to sell her, right? Right. I was like completely like, oh my gosh, you have more insurance coverage than I do. What happened here? And that's not exactly right, but it was something that was rooted in trust. She trusted Kristen to take care of her. She knows Kristen. She knows that Kristen's good at what she does. She knows that Kristen is going to advise her correctly. And if Kristen says that I need this liability limit, if I need this amount of towing coverage, amount of rental reimbursement coverage, then obviously I should do this. That is the way things went down is because the professional confidence person that was her agent during this transaction, that is her agent during this transaction, kudos to Kristen because she portrayed herself as the expert. On the flip side of that is this young consumer fell right into this survey result and said, okay, well, my professional insurance person, not my Facebook message, not my Facebook group, not my TikTok videos that I'm watching. This expert, this real expert over here says, this is what I need to do. So that's what I'm going to do. That's a really, really exciting and key learning point for us is that the young consumers see through all of these social media things that we kind of get worried about on the professional side. Oh my gosh, they're getting their advice from a Facebook group. That's not good. I think they see through it. That's what this survey is telling me. And it's also the experience that I've had with young consumers over the last six weeks. They don't necessarily put a lot of weight into the social media expert that's not a real expert. I'm going to pick on State Farm a little bit and their Patrick Mahomes bath bombs commercial. And if you haven't seen it, you can YouTube it. It's out there. But I'm sure you've seen the fact that Patrick Mahomes loves his jazz bath with his handfuls of bath bombs. And celebrity marketing on television like that, especially for a financial product, 
they're discovering that's not as successful for younger consumers. Now for our Gen Xers and our boomers, we have a tendency to put faith in what celebrities have to say. But our Gen Zs and our millennials grew up with the idea of influencers. And they know that half to three quarters to seven eighths of what influencers are putting out there is smoke and mirrors. And so I think that's one of the reasons that our younger generations are actually looking beyond the fluffy stuffs and the bath bombs to what they really need. And I think this is a great opportunity for us as independent agents to really start establishing those relationships with that younger generation. Something else they do as well is they talk amongst themselves and share information way more than those of us in our 40s and 50s do. It has become apparent that not everyone that they hear from on social media is the true expert that they say they are. And that saying it with confidence, kind of the Holiday Inn Express commercials. I'm not a real doctor, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. We had a lot of that over the last six to eight years on social media. I feel like that authentic nature that is not there, that kind of showed up that this is fake or this is not real. It's people who didn't know what they were talking about. And some things just were not true. In some situations, people were just flat out making stuff up just to get more clicks. And I think we've kind of come through this place where people recognize that. And I think our young consumers, uh, especially our 20s and 30s somethings, they figured it out first. They're smarter than we give them credit for. As the dad of daughters of this younger generation and the experiences that you've been having, what advice would you give to an agency owner or a producer to get their attention and get their business? Don't assume. First and foremost, don't listen to this idea that these generations are ignorant. They are research heavy, but that's okay. That's good. That means that they actually get through to the truth. They want to know the truth. They want to know accurate information. And you as an expert will come through to that if you don't assume that they are ignorant, that you don't assume that they don't know or that they don't think certain things are important. What we do accidentally and maybe by nature is we just think, well, they're younger and so we talk down to them. Number one, don't do that. Most of them are young professionals. I see them when I visit my daughter and we go to dinner and we go to a nice dinner and it's full of 22 to 32 year olds. And it's kind of like, wow, these are really successful young people. And I just had to reach a point myself where I said, you know what? I am totally wrong here because the data or the information messaging that I've been fed for so long, I have started to believe. And just because they think that a check is a scam, if you think about where they've come from, that's legitimate. They've never dealt in the world of writing checks, 
receiving checks and cashing checks or depositing checks. That's not their world. But what we've done is we took that little microcosm of an experience and we've said, oh, these people are dumb. They're not dumb. They're extremely smart. They're probably the most educated generation. The next generation's always the most educated generation to come along. They're extremely well-educated. I think our biggest problem is, is that we assume that they're not smart and they're extremely smart and they want to just get to the truth and you are the expert. This is another reason why the independent agency system, why promoting and being an authentic expert is going to make the next decade an incredible decade for the independent agency system. The survey we've been talking about today, I will go ahead and post that on our social media pages and feel free to check it out and send us a question or two about it. We would love to talk about this further and learn how you are marketing and working with our Gen Zs and our millennials. I'm going to leave us today with this quote from Chris Jammy. If you want to find the real competition, just look in the mirror. After a while, you'll see your rivals scrambling for second place. Attitude's a choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.